0: So we're back with Professor Spiria, and uh, we're going to debunk uh, some myths and um, on the Mucusus diet. So let's talk about how you know some people were saying that the Mucusus diet is the original vegan diet. Tell me more about that. That's interesting.
1: Yes, uh, that is uh, sort of a, a claim that I have made after studying the history. Of course, some people say, well, the word vegan wasn't coined until. 1944, and that's true. However, if you read the history, uh, people that consider themselves uh, vegan historians, they will go back into the 1800s and follow the the seeds of veganism that started in the vegetarian societies sure. of uh, of Europe, and then later in America. Mm-hmm. And but there was really no books. There there were a few people that published. Uh, there was a what what they consider a vegan cookbook that came out in the 1800s, and, but there was no dietary system that led to what today we would call a a vegan diet or a plant based diet. And so, Errett, uh started publishing his works in the early 1900s, and then the Mucus's diet in 1922. And if you read the vegan history, mm-hmm. they they will go from the late 1800s and 1910 with what mm-hmm. some of them say is one of the the earliest vegan cookbooks, and then they skip to 1944. Why'd you skip over Arnold Errett? This is one of the most important, uh, you know, plant based, uh, uh, you know, educators and promoters that mm-hmm. had ever been, and inspired a lot of the people that would become the. Uh, you know, the, the visible vegans. And so that's why I say it's the original vegan diet. And even if you want to take it back theoretically to if, if you, uh, you know, believe what the, uh, some of the archaeologists say, that humans were originally plant-based uh, uh, people, then, then the, the, the mucus-free diet or the fruit diet, that, that's going to be that that is a mucusless diet so that would be the original plant-based diet would be uh would be the mucusless diet
0: so what are some mucus forming foods
1: mucus forming foods are dead animal flesh dairy grains starches and fats even that of plant origin now before everybody gets scared and mad and things uh all- you use some of those mucus forming foods to transition off of the worst ones. As we talked about earlier, you know, I used wheat products to get off of meat. Um, And, and so in there, I use some fats in the form of like olive oil. Uh, not a fan of avocados that, that they're too addictive to me and they, and they're very, they create a lot of slime. Uh, and so I tend to steer clear of those, but, uh, But yeah, so those are the mucus, the the mucus-forming items. Uh, Some of the things that are things that are mucus-free are going to be your your fat-free and starch-free fruits and vegetables. And then there's a certain category of vegetables. That become relatively mucus free when they're cooked properly. So things like uh, the uh, you know, zucchini, all kinds of squash, acorn squash, butternut squash, uh, sweet potato, all of these things, when cooked long enough and properly, become relatively mucus free.
0: And what are the transition foods? They will be the transition foods.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, those are excellent, and that's what a lot of people that are raw foodists skip over, and they don't, they, they deprive themselves the opportunity to transition using things like cooked, uh, uh, you know, acorn squash or, uh, you know, these items that are mucus-free. So instead of eating a cooked mucus-free meal, they will go and eat three or four or five or six avocados and think that's okay because it's raw. And from our perspective, because Eric said that all fats are Neg- a negative proposition in mucus forming for, for, for humans that it would be better to actually eat a cooked mucus-free meal uh, with a baked potato or something like that. Uh, not, not a baked white potato, a baked sweet potato. Uh, white potato is too starchy. But a sw- uh, like a baked sweet potato or acorn squash, that would be a better meal than to go and eat a bunch of nuts and seeds even though they might be raw or avocado even though they might be raw or something like that. And uh, so that's one of the huge differences between what a where a lot of the raw food consciousness and, and dogma lies, and the mucus's diet. Like I say, sometimes the mucus's diet is the ultimate middle way. Uh, some people like that that concept of the middle way. To me, and, and if you if you have raw foodism on one side, and you have veganism uh, on the other on the other side. The mucusless diet encapsulates all that. There is no other dietary system that by definition would include vegetarianism and veganism, which is part of is of your transition, but also at the highest levels is going to be raw uh, mucuslessness. And uh, and so it encapsulates both of, both of those worlds. The difference is with the raw uh, with mucusless diet versus the raw foodism is With the mucus's diet, it's okay to eat some cooked foods. It's not the end of the world, uh, but you want them to be targeted. You want to be eating them for a reason, and you want them to be things that are going to eliminate well without leaving behind a lot of slime. From mucus's diet versus the veganism is mucus's diet practitioner is not going to want to eat things like the tofus and the rices, And the soy burgers and the sateens and and all the processed kind of foods and that kind of stuff, we're not going to want to eat that too long. Might use a little bit of it to transition from time to time, but it's never, you're never going to develop a mentality like I'm going to eat like this the rest of my life.
0: And that's why you think a lot of, some of the raw foodists that come to see you, they fall off the raw food wagon because they didn't go through the transition period.
1: Right, yeah, they either fell off or they are in the process of falling off. Uh, or they're not getting the healing that they need. I've worked with many people that they they were raw yet they were into stuff like fermented foods which some of these things I don't even <laughs> to me a, a prepared food once something is prepared if you've changed it if you've uh, dehydrated it or you you ferment it or whatever I don't know that that for my definition of raw food is that just doesn't apply. For me raw foods is going to be raw, mucus-free fruits and 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 green leafy vegetables, uh, but I understand you know they the the definitions on the other side. But what I w- what I noticed was there was several people, and I've done this several times where they were they just they were almost scared of cooked foods, you know, just from the me- the mentality, and they didn't want to do it, but they were suffering, they and they weren't getting any healing. And I said, okay, let's hit the reset button. Let you know start you know first get off of the the uh the what's the name of that kombucha <laughs> get off the mushroom teas and these fermented things let's get off you know, let's get off of that stuff and it and let's get you back to eat the eating a couple things that are that's gonna sort of change something up you want to shift things and so you get into your zucchinis and you get into your your whatever but the, the rule is whenever you eat a cooked mucus-free vegetable, you always eat it with a raw salad. So every time you have a vegetable meal, you're always going to have a combination salad made of, you know, uh, my favorite is spinach, green leaf lettuce, chopped celery, uh, and then you can have other things uh, over and above that. But yeah, so, and then there's a lot of the folks that they, they, they're they raw for, they might be raw for several years and they're feeling real good, but then all of a sudden they get to a point where they go through something crazy. And and a lot of those folks had, had never fasted properly. Uh, as Part of the mucus's diet is in intermittent fasting, uh, uh, just short-term periods of fasting every once in a while. And a lot of some of the raw food folks are, are against the prospect of fasting, so they've never really detoxed. So they might be eating raw uh, foods, fruits and vegetables, but they, they never detox, and so they get to a point where all of a sudden they go through these crazy uh, uh, healing crises elimination poisons come up i've seen people go back to meat i've seen people go into the that that uh, what's the name of that the uh, paleolithic thing uh,
0: why is that though? from yeah. raw from from raw vegan randomly and going <laughs> to the other end why is because that
1: because the, when the when the, if these poisons aren't eliminated see when we were talking about my transition over the course of those six months, I effectively eliminated those poisons and transformed my physiology permanently to the point where that wasn't even an option. That that wasn't going to happen. But when people try to turn on a dime and don't go through the transition, they go through. They go from a, uh, a, a, a you know a standard American diet or just a standard diet, yeah. and they go. From that, and overnight, now I'm raw and I'm eating, you know, vegetables and picking out on a bunch of avocados and stuff. And it, it, you, you never eliminate those poisons. And so they're housed in your tissue system. And once your body gets the opportunity to eliminate, it does. And because, and, and since, especially since they're not armed with mucuses diet transitional methodology, which would, would really help when they were going through that kind of elimination, they, they give in to their addiction and they go right on back, go all the way back to meat because they never tran they never transformed their physiology.
0: Interesting. Now then the last question would be is the mucus free diet, is that fruitarianism then?
1: Well, that's what a lot of people think that mucus's diet automatically means fruitarianism. And I don't like I don't really like the, a lot of these isms because what they do is they put us in a box. As soon as you call yourself an ism, now now you're in a box. Well, I'm a vegan. I do veganism or raw foodism or fruitarianism. And you're already in a <laughs> box. With mucusless diet healing system, it's a system. and. Some And everybody is at different parts. Some people are still dealing with vegetarian stuff. Some people might be at a vegan level. Some people might be doing fruit fasting. Other people might be doing water fasting. I mean, everybody is at a different level and it's all part of the system. So we're not inhibited by an ism. So at the highest levels of the mucusless diet... Uh, or the or it could be said that the highest level of a mucusless diet is a is a fruit diet but it's not going to be there's going to be items that would be a part of a mucusless fruit level that uh, would not, the uh, or or things that you would have on a raw food diet that's not a part of a mucusless fruit level. Then a mucusless fruit level, you're not going to be e- eating any of the fatty fruits. You're not going to have the nuts and the seeds. That's not going to be a part of a mucusless diet centered idea of a fruit diet. Uh, you know, so so in terms of fruitarianism, you know, I just don't I don't like that word. It's it, it's too too inhibiting. Uh, but yes. The, the higher levels of a mucousis diet, and what for most people will be a level of fasting in the beginning that they should do for short periods of time, mm-hmm. would be eating, uh, you know, fruit, some kind of fruit diet, or a, you know, a grape, you know, mono grape diet, or whatever, you know, these things that people use. Well,
0: yeah, and for, and and with the mucousis diet, you guys do say that some sort of baked vegetables is okay. Um, you, you did say that. So that's slightly yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. And with that big right. vegetables, you were saying that remember to supplement that with a big salad. That's your thing. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because, again, we're talking about that that intestinal broom. And each, each body is a little different. But what you want to do is you want to ex- experiment with different foods and see which foods eliminate well meaning which fu- which foods do you eat and it goes through your system and when you have a bowel movement you notice that like okay there's it's there's not not a lot of slime you know i have to sit there you know and wipe a long time and and that kind of thing you know you notice that it's not slimy it goes through and yeah you know and that and that kind of thing but that's the kind of stuff that you start to notice because you get really intimate with the you, you know you know the function of your body and elimination because in, because look look at how much people focus on the concept of nutrition yeah. and and to the point of you know delirium where it's just this obsession yeah. with i got to get this i need all this yeah. what if you were to take that focus and now you're focused on elimination. You're sure. not even thinking about nutrition concepts. Uh-huh. Now you're focused on how is my body eliminating? How you, you know my am I sweating properly? Is my right. you know is my pores open? Yep. Uh, you know, bowel movements. Am I filtering waste uh, through my kidneys when I urinate? I mean, you you know, it's a whole different way to look at the uh so
0: the, the holistic, functions
1: right? of the body. Definitely. Yeah. Much more holistic. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks a lot for your time.
1: Thank you.